Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. What's going on, man? Just back at it. How about you? You know, I've been busy installing sensors in my body. I don't even want to know why. Yeah, like a heart rate monitor and step counter and all these things. I'm trying to track my like. You installed that stuff yeah, in yeah. your body? Yeah. That's weird. So well, you... I want to connect myself to the internet, man. I knew you had a lot in common with Darth Vader. True, true, yeah. Yeah. I don't have a respirator yet. No, but you have been trying to choke me with that like weird hand like choking thing. Yeah. You could stop that. It, it just do, feels weird. I can do it from across the room though. So you know what? We have a return. Oh, is this Speaking a of, second? It's like return return of the second? founder, since we're on the Star Wars theme. One of the very first guests of Startup Hustle, Blake Miller's back. Hi, Blake. I'm back. I'm back. And you're back. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, first yeah. off, thanks for actually back from the future. You know, go Terminator. Yeah. I'll for that. You look a lot like the Terminator <laughs> in so many different ways, like all of the Terminators. Yeah. Um, people, well, people confuse me with Arnold a lot. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Um, so, well, first off, thanks for coming back. I can't believe that someone that actually came and did this once was dumb enough to come back and do it again. Well, I mean, you guys inspired me to start my own too. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Did Whoa. we really? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. that's that's been great. Yeah, we changed I, the world. We did just uh, you know one podcast? Wow. Yeah. what the world needs is another podcast. Am I yes. done now? I changed the world. No. I can I can retire. Yeah, totally I'm done. Not. Yeah, what if, if you haven't already retired? What do you do then? You install sensors in your body. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. Well, Blake, welcome back. Um, I'm glad you're, to be back. Blake, for those of you that haven't made it all the way back, man, that was like episode six or early. seven. I probably should have done the research ahead way of over time. a year ago. It was so, early. Yeah, it was really early. It was a single digit, but um, single digit episode number, and we're in, up near one thirty now. So anyway, Blake, you are the founder and CEO of Homebase and uh, homebase.ai. Yeah. That's the website. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you call it, do we just go with home base? We just or? go with home base. Okay. Yeah. And but you can use that AI as artificial intelligence or auto automated in, uh, what am I saying? You know, automation, Yeah. whatever you want to call it. Much like Watson, artificial intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> I the, use it in a completely just, different way. Can he help build the map bot? Yeah, we're working on a Matt bot, yeah. mainly to replace myself here or Matt, who knows. But anyway, you guys are an IoT startup and yeah. you guys do a lot of cool stuff. You guys have seen, well, let's talk about the last year. You guys yeah. have grown. Yeah, we use the Internet of Things to automate apartment buildings and student housing, assisted living, things like that. Um, and we're, we're growing. You know, we're, yeah. we're actually operating in buildings and, and helping uh, property managers make their buildings operate a lot more efficiently, um, helping them generate more revenue. Um, but also like most importantly, help increase and, and create a really amazing resident experience. Right. Um, you know, so ultimately that means for the residents that are living there, they've got a great smart home experience and, you know, hopefully over time we're helping them, uh, create, uh, kind of Jetson like, uh, living experiences. So people can, uh, unlock their doors, control their thermostats, yeah. connect their lighting, different, different they, kinds of, uh, devices and sensors, right? Exactly. They can do everything from even connect the internet and connect to the internet like living in a hotel um but yeah smart locks smart thermostats smart lighting we've got smart appliances uh 
really whatever can be connected to the internet will connect with it and and try to figure out ways to uh, utilize that technology to automate the building. When, See, there was something there was a term you used on the first the first time you came you came in that I've actually taken with me out into the world and oh that boy. was time arbitrage. I you think know, it's a I very valuable, it. it's a very valuable thing. And you I talk heard about, Mark Cuban say it one time and it just made so much sense. Yeah, I heard yeah. Blake Miller say it one time <laughs> and it made so much sense. But it, they, the, when it really, what you guys do really made a lot of sense to me because you use the uh, comparison of a, um, of a maintenance guy at a building and all the time he had to spend trying to get a key. Yeah. Just to open it and get in and, and stuff like that. And two thirds of his time was about getting the key and getting the door open. And a third of it was about coming in and, doing going, whatever. Yeah, yeah. The, the light bulb was out. I changed it. Yeah. You know, something really basic like that. And, and somebody you're paying 20, maybe $30 an hour is spending time, spending yeah. their time doing that. So what we want to talk about today is, is IOT and IOT startups. Um, you obviously have some insight in that. I'm not going to pretend I know a whole lot about IOT. Well, I mean, obviously from a consumer level and stuff like that. Sure. But I don't, I've never run an IoT startup. I mean, Matt, you haven't either, right? Well, honestly, Stackify is actually kind of an IoT product. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, we people install our software on all of their devices that collects data mm -hmm. and it uploads all the data to us and that they can use that data to provide, you know, reporting or analytics or monitoring. Um, we don't necessarily remotely control things, but a lot of IoT might be like a, a sensor in a plant and they okay. want to know moisture in the ground, right? Well, well, let's start with what's your definition of IoT. Blake? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for a lot of this is pretty people, broad. It's yeah, so broad. the Internet of Things. Yeah, okay. All of the things. Yes. You know, I, I think a lot of people would be familiar with it, with uh, like your smart home, your standard smart home stuff. So things like your Alexa, uh, smart speaker, your smart thermostat. Maybe maybe it's a Nest. Um, some folks have Philips Hue light bulbs that are change color or LifeX. And see, this is all the kind of the consumer version. These are all the though, consumer not really stuff. the business version. Most people are, yeah. are most most familiar with and has kind of really thrusted kind of the in, the in, the IoT into the lexicon here. But where we're working in is kind of the the industrial to consumer, the enterprise to consumer, where you've got a business that's utilizing the Internet of Things to. Uh, power their operations um but then also giving access to the to you know the end user on on some of this but there are every there's everything from as matt was saying um devices that just collect information and no, notify you when things are happening water leak detection things like that that maybe you would never know in a building aspect yeah, like the the security system in our house is technically mm -hmm. an iot device well there's some other things too like even like our kids Installing sensors in them? No, no, that's not about it. I don't know if I'd want a sensor in my kid. Um, but like, for example, uh, my daughter has a, a bear. Yeah. And it connects to the internet and it's got like a thing in its eye that reads QR codes. Mm -hmm. And like, technically that's IoT. Does you it know, look like the Terminator too? Like, uh, not yet. I'm waiting for it to become self-aware and <laughs> like kill me in the middle of the night. Like, yeah, there's, I mean, but there's some truth to that. But there are, but that's still also IoT. There's things like that. There's the, like the tile, um, uh, little uh, yep. Bluetooth chips that you can put on your keys, put on yeah. whatever. We've used those I've before. I've even heard people yeah. putting them on their kids. Like uh, <laughs> my well, scale, I have a scale I stepped on today, and it weighed me, and I weighed less. Woohoo! And go. it reported that weight somewhere, right? And so it connected to the internet. It's IoT. 
yeah. been trying to hack into your scale so it tells you you way more. That probably yeah, makes just, your life better because you don't have to take you 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 probably wouldn't do this. You wouldn't take the time to track write it, it down journal or write it in a journal. Yeah. So I mean that. the IoT really is like Internet of Things, but really it's just connected devices. It's like any kind of device yeah. that connects to the internet or or connects in some way or another. Uh, sometimes in our house, it's things that only connect within the house, right? Yep. Like I have smart lighting and stuff and it isn't, I guess it connects to the internet too, because I can control it from anywhere. But there's some things that just kind of are more connected in the house, but just a lot of closed network, a lot of IOT stuff. We've talked a lot about kind of consumer versions yep. of it, but in the enterprise, IOT is sort of its own huge thing. Like um, there's a local company here in Kansas city that builds nuclear power plants, right? Yep. It probably makes sense that they have sensors all over those nuclear power plants you know, plants in different places to monitor temperatures, to monitor different machinery, different equipment, different, like all those things. Right. And then they need to monitor those things in real time and know if the nuclear power plant's going to explode. Yeah. That's a good thing to know. <laughs> right. But so then there's, um, I've seen other device, other usages that are all camera based. Like mm -hmm. how do we install a bunch of cameras at a well, job that's, site? That's the crazy thing where, uh, you know, the cameras are becoming, you know, part of the internet, their eyes in the sky, the analytics that happen yeah. on it, whether it's building analytics, things like that, knowing if something moved yeah. uh, as a part of a manufacturing line, but then you get really into some of the facial recognition. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, I've seen analytics on facial expressions and, and all these sorts of things that start to give you data and insight about what's happening around you in the real world. Some of the, so a lot of this mashes, uh, machine learning, computer vision, uh, Microsoft showed a demo once that they had a security camera set up on a construction site all over the place. And they're like, hey, where's the jackhammer? It could be anywhere. Mm -hmm. Well, instead of spending an hour trying to find it, you could go into the software and say, where is the jackhammer? And, it, and the cameras could say, oh, I know exactly where the jackhammer is because the camera can see it. Yeah. Interesting. That, I could use that for my own home well, projects. Yes. I can never find my tape measure. There's so many different – and th those cameras are just connected devices to the internet. Um it, and, and that's why they call it Internet of Things, because the things part of it is an endless amount of possible things. So, so Blake, at Homebase, do you guys have a hardware? Is there a unit or something that you guys, or is it all online? So we do have some hardware components to, to what we do, mostly a hub okay. um, that goes in. It's a Bluetooth hub that goes into every uh, apartment unit, every common space area, provides us mesh uh, low energy network that things that are battery powered primarily uh, can connect to, to that, that then eventually could connect to the internet. Um, but where we sit is uh, primarily try to be a software company, services company that helps glue all these things together. That's kind of one of the things you hear the internet of things and you just kind of figure, oh, well, you know, all the things are connected now. Um, and that's just not the case. And so what we do is we help make, <clears throat> and in the apartment industry, we help make uh, the lock communicate with the refrigerator because the refrigerator creates a maintenance ticket that calls a service provider. That service provider gets a lock to get into the unit to carry out the work. So we help glue all these Internet of Things things together. What's up, guys? All of the selfie stick. So, Check it out selfie. at Startup Hustle Podcast. There you go. Everyone it, has a different reaction. It's amazing how many people are following us on Instagram. We post yeah. a lot of good content on there. Well, yeah. It, it kind of is crazy. It's a yeah. th th 1,100 followers after a month. Yeah.
big. We finally joined the modern world. Sorry to interrupt the it's part of the internet topic. of things, though. It's all yeah. part of it. It's all data. It's all informing. <laughs> so things. so we tie all these things together. We tie, we make them work, and and it's not just the data. It's not just controlling it. It's making it all work together and creating solutions. And I think that's really what the future of the Internet of Things is going to be about, because the technology is going to fade into the to the background. Like I, IoT is a lot of just data collection, right? It's, it's, it's either collection. collecting a lot of data. Which that's really what Stackify does, right? We install software on people's servers and mm -hmm. we collect data about how their applications are performing. So we collect like um, terabytes of data a day, like a lot of data, and then we have to figure out what to do with it. Yeah. How to and th that's the problem with data, and that's the problem with all these IoT things. It's um, you, you have all this data, but what do you do with it? It's like Google Analytics is awesome, right? You log into Google Analytics, yeah. and you're like okay, what do I do now? I have mountains of data, but it's not actionable data. Totally. And that's the struggle with all of the IoT stuff that just collects all that data. It's, it's um, do you trend it over time? Do you provide reporting? Is it exception reporting? It's used for different analytics. And, and that wraps into what I, what I want to talk about next, which, all right, so obviously Startup Hustle, we want to talk about startups. So if you're an IoT startup, you know, okay, so what do you do with the data? Mm-hmm. And then you look at Stackify. I mean, dude, that's a lot of data. A lot of data. And it's a lot. Yeah. And then you're also talking about hardware that's working off of low energy stuff right. and on Bluetooth. Like, there's, I can only imagine. People the want to know what the ROI is, right? Yeah. And, and that's the immediate thing, especially in the business world that people go to is like, well, what, what, what's my return on investment if I invest in all of these smart things and put them in? Um, and the reality is, is sometimes we don't know. Uh, we don't know for, until for, we... for your case, sometimes it's it's time savings or ease of use or it's a luxury or like yeah. I have Peace all of sorts mind, of man. automation of mind, in my yeah. house. And if somebody came to my house right now and said, uh, I need to deliver something, I could open the garage right totally. now. But yet the pool cleaning robot is floating on its side. Oh, God, that's a whole lot. Let's not go there again. <laughs> but, but to that point, and you're exactly right. But uh, it's time savings and a luxury thing. And those me. are things that layer on. Yeah. Right? Um, but you don't actually know how much you can save somebody until a, you collect some data on how they currently run their processes, right. how you understand how, you know, you can take then your new solution and, and apply it, new processes to them and say, Hey, now you actually have to implement this. And then we have to measure how much time savings you are, because it might be easy for you to unlock or open up the garage door. Um, but you know, how much time would that save you? Or does that allow you just to do more things? Well, here's another good real world example. And, so everybody who's listening knows we're in Kansas City. There's a lot of farmland around here. Okay. Yeah. There are a few startups that are specifically doing IoT related stuff related to farming. There is. So if you own more than a few, it's actually you, huge. Yeah, yeah. If you own combines, there is software now you can install on your combine and track crop yield. Well, and so that's and so if you can improve crop yield and you know acre by acre, like we need to water this more or whatever, now all of a sudden there's an ROI. There's totally an ROI and there is uh, and I don't I wish I knew more about this. I'll butcher some of this, but there's a really interesting conversation going on with combines, with like your your tractors and, and all of this where who actually owns that data? Right. And some the of farmer the farmer owns it. The farmer. Not. Well, yeah. Does the farmer yeah. own it or not? Or does Monsanto think they own it or something? Exactly. Like that? And should have worn my John Deere shirt. I know. I know. But that's Thought an interesting conversation. And, and it leads into, well, are these tractors now, are you going to buy them? Or because most of these guys are leasing them, it's technically still John Deere that owns the tractor and they're kind of oh. leasing them that, that 
the data. That's the way I understand it. I yeah. don't know if that's exactly it, but you yeah. start thinking about everything as a service and how valuable the data is. Yeah. yeah. And, and so does John Deere just change their service model over a number of years and just say, Hey, no, uh, you can rent this. Basically, we we keep the data. We keep all these things. I think some of this falls into some of the, like the right to repair and some of those things as well. Right. Um, again, I'm not I'm not as versed as I should be there, but um, some interesting things and inter- interesting topics there. That it's amazing how IoT is changing everything. It's amazing how how hot that whole data topic has become over the last few years. I mean, just like everywhere, everything. It's all data, data, but data. That's, but that's the problem is we have unlimited data, but we don't know what the hell to do with any of it. And that was my point yeah. earlier. It's like one thing to have all this data, but what mm-hmm. what the hell do you do with it? I mean, when I think about it from like just a basic humanity standpoint, and I think about like data related to like farming and making that more efficient and the growing, uh, the ever growing population and climate change and all that stuff, I think like, man, should we really be selling that? Or maybe should we share it? And yeah. See if we can do something all a little the, better. But, I mean, the know, weather yeah. is a perfect example of IoT, yeah. right? Like all the little weather stations that exist somewhere. Yeah. They all just collect data every few minutes and they upload it to the cloud somewhere, which yeah. is funny because it's weather. It's going to the cloud. You, you know, one thing I do know about the weather, it's probably sunny in Cebu City. That's It and is probably. That, that's where FullScale's so office speaking is, Speaking right? of that, I mean, FullScale has a couple customers that we do IoT work sure. for, right? Yeah. I mean, StackFi is, is one of them, I guess. Right. But yeah, we have a couple customers that we're doing IoT work for. I mean, and, it's a hot, it's a hot thing. Yeah, and for those of you that are listening, you know, Matt and I are the founders of FullScale. We help people build stuff it's pretty much that simple yeah. just about anything you know software or hardware type related but for some of the iot stuff you know they, there's a different set of challenges um now i'm gonna quote uh when when davion ross from shot tracker was in here he said that's they, an iot device totally yeah, it he is. said he said they call it hardware for a reason yeah and mm-hmm. you know the biggest one of the biggest challenges that uh you know and, and uh some of the people we work with have is, you know, it's harder to get that, those changes, those updates, those patches into an actual hardware device. Yeah. So, well, that, I mean, is that something that's been a challenge, like as you guys grew home base? Because I would imagine that there's a 10 million things to connect to and they probably don't all play nice. There are, we've had issues. Um, and you got to think about a lot of the stuff that we're dealing with going into apartment buildings. Um, a lot of the smart home stuff were made, were made for kind of one user in mind, maybe a family to utilize it. They're not taking into account that there's an owner of the building. There's a person that technically has some ownership of this device while they're there, right. while they have a lease or whatever, but then they have to move out. Um, so there's a lot of considerations where it comes to permissions, it's, yeah, security, um, right? who controls it, but then the data that's, ha- that's happening there, there's questions, right? And I think there's a lot of folks that that are starting to think about what's your data worth? How do you, um, how do you secure it? How do you make it work for you as well? Um, but, uh, yeah, that's kind of where we, we sit on trying to connect all these different things. So what, what do you think the biggest thing to be aware of that someone that has a new IOT startup needs to know, but probably doesn't it's double. I mean, like any startup, take the amount of time you think it's going to take and double it for yeah. one. And and the reason you got to double it, maybe even triple it is because you're, you're working with things that are outside of your control when by and large, unless you're building the hardware, you are integrating with somebody else's hard hardware. So you've got to find the right folks to work with. You've got to work with their engineering team. You've got to hope that, you know, they will build something if they don't currently have some API or something that, um, you know, you can easily connect with or, or whatever permission you might need that they'll help you build that out. 
Um, and so you've got to create real, real relationships, real partnerships. Um, and that just takes time. And this stuff is still new. And, you know, we had the guy from Thirsty Coconut in here. Yeah. Right. And oh, yeah. uh, he was Luke Einsel. Yeah. He was a guy who has smoothie machines and he was trying to put an IOT sensors in the, in the smoothie machi- machines to, to know to how know often when they're they used, were, if well, you need to refill them or when they break. restock them when they break. Yeah. And the problem with that is trying to figure out how much is it, do those devices cost? You know, yeah. is that like a, is it a cell phone connection? Is it a Wi-Fi connection? Is it a Bluetooth connection? You know, those, those and little... then how do you get them to accurately monitor the ever-changing lineup of devices? Yeah, so you... So they might have like 10 different machines because, you know, those machines evolve over time too. There's so many different yeah. kinds of sensors. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you're, if you're like, if this is like a farming related, you know, it's like maybe you need like a thousand of these sensors and every one of them needs to cost like a dollar to make it affordable or something, right? And then all of those have to connect to some other hub that connects it all or whatever. Like depending on the type of solution, there's an infinite amount of possibilities of how you collect this data and dealing with all of those sensors you're dealing with hardware that is going to fail all the time it's going to break somebody's going to step on the sensor they're going to drop it they're going to break it it's like a never-ending battle and you kind of you also kind of have to think about it in the time perspective of like putting it into uh context of like the iphone or the smartphone being in our pocket it's only been in our pocket for like 10 11 years but it feels like forever Feels like I, I was talking to someone about that the other day because at full scale, we have a developer with 11 years of iOS experience, which is like Yoda Yeah, because yeah. it's been out for like 13 years. And I think about it, I'm like, damn, that was thir- 12, 13 Isn't years crazy? ago. Yeah. And so you think of the cycle yeah. of, of these devices that are out. We're only on like the third or fourth cycle, the third or fourth iPhone, if you will. Um, and so think about how far back that was and what that was like. Um, how it was connected, how you how to utilize like little apps and the limited things like it was so cool to have a flashlight app, right? Well, it's basic. It's literally built into the OS now. So where are we going to be over the next few years as these devices get better, um, as the components get better and cheaper? Um, and then, to your point, Matt, I think figuring out what happens when there's thousands and billions of these. Things yeah, there's devices everywhere. So, so Blake, what I'm, are the impacts? I'm know. at the uh, home base uh, Instagram page. It's home base AI. Mm-hmm. And you guys do a lot more than just connectivity. I mean, you guys deal with payments. We help people collect rent. And that's a big thing, too. That's I yeah. mean, so that rent I mean, that's another example of, uh, you know, so all of us are founders of businesses and cash flow is king. Yeah, um, it's always a hot topic. And if you can't collect money, mm-hmm. then that's a problem. Yeah. And so that's another thing that I think people might not consider like, hey, this is an IoT platform, but it also is performing a pretty crucial service there. Keep in mind the people are the things, right? And if you want to automate a building, make a kind of an autonomous building, um, you know, you don't, you, you can't be collecting paper checks. That requires yeah. a person there. Um, I can't and- remember the last time I actually wrote a check. You'd be surprised how many apartment buildings are still out yeah. there collecting checks. I was supposed to write one to our cleaners yesterday, and I forgot to leave it on the counter, so I'm in trouble. I was at your house last night, dude. It was clean. Oh, it was? Yeah, it was clean. Okay. There you go. Your pool. It was clean. Hey, my robot is an IoT device. I know. I know. But think about when you start connecting all these devices to the internet, and you have a payment mechanism that is set up and ready to pay. Now things can just happen for you, yeah. and you can improve it. And it just works, right? So, you know, that's a key part of just business going forward. And, you know, it's been a hot topic because, you know, they talk about AI, like what is AI? What is machine learning? What is all this stuff? And how's it going to affect our future? Um, 
Well, we were reading an article about um, Accenture. Yeah. Um, it was in the Wall Street Journal the other day. And, you know, on some levels, I mean, what, I'm not even going to say full scale is a competitor of Accenture. They have a lot of employees that work in call centers. Yeah, they have, but they have, but they're, they're, so they have, you know, Accenture's just they're $44 billion in revenue and they're going to spend a billion dollars a year repurposing their own employees yeah. because they're becoming obsolete. Yeah. Like, because well, automation, but, but that's okay. To, it's cheaper to do that than it is to hire a whole new. Right. But they can you know. do other things. I mean, I, I do have to give them a thumbs up for repurposing and retraining people yeah. to do stuff. But, you know, most of the stuff that, that when we think of AI, we were joking about the Terminator earlier. Sure. There's some shit like that. But m- most of this is just recognizing patterns, harvesting data reviewing it and trying to make some logical observations well, it's about a, where we can improve or maybe, and by the way, the, the jobs that we're automating, no one really wants to do anyway. Well, a good example of this, they really don't, is, they're not uh, good ones. I have a Arlo, which is a home camera system, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And it has machine learning built into it. That'll tell me like, if it thinks a, a person walked by the camera yeah. and that's all machine learning yeah, and, and AI does that. that and, I've seen that evolve. And too. now it actually sends me a picture and it highlights the person and like draws a box around them yeah. and highlights them in the photo. Like that's, that's really I, cool. That's something like, I've seen because yeah, we had ne- like the nest cam and yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure yeah, you guys know what that is, but yeah, yeah. it used to just for home base integrates. It, with it all used to go off for anything that yeah. would pass right. in front it of it. And now, because it was dumb, it was just basically yeah. motion, but a now, bug flies by. Yeah. It can detect and start to figure or the out, oh, these people off. are generally in the house at this time, yeah. but this person is in. Now it can detect a package. It can yeah. say, hey, there's a package on your front door. Nice. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Nice. Pretty what, cool do have, what do you have well, coming? Uh, yesterday it was soda and baby wipes. So you know one thing that you're probably not going to be able to build AI around, Matt, is how to answer mixtape. Yeah, I am. Tape, I have like? not played the mixtape. I know you're going to love this. Man. The digital game will tell me exact answers. It's going to give you. It's coming soon. Yeah, it's coming soon. I actually. I'm going to play that next week. You will. I mean, oh, yeah. dude, there you go. I'm going back and to Cebu to our full scale office next we, week. We so. uh, well, then we're going to. If you guys want to see Matt playing mixtape yes. with the people that helped build it, check out. We'll do a, cool. a one minute Instagram video. But anyway, mixtape. It's part of game. Local founder Joel yeah. Johnson. Hi, Joel. Um, this is a new part of the startup hustle with it. So I'm going to read a scenario and we're all going to name a song that would go with it. And then we will vote to see who wins. Um, You cannot vote for yourself. (laughs) And yeah. Okay. And the guest always wins. Mixtapethegame.com. You have loud, obnoxious neighbors living above you. What song do you play at high volume to get back at them? Oh, dude. Why does see the, my, Fuck you by CeeLo Green works. <laughs> is, I, we have to figure this out. It literally is the universal answer, and I'm not going to use it. We're going to have to ban it. Yeah. Mm. We're not going to take it. Oh, that's no. a good one. No. Is that Twisted one. Sister? Yeah, yeah yes. that's a good one. Yes. yes. You would look great with D. Snyder hair, by the way. I don't even Oh, I don't yeah, have okay, enough hair yeah, to pull yeah. it off, but you could. You should grow mm. it out, man. All right. Be bold. I can't think of the song, but I'm thinking of a Beastie Boys song. Mm. I just can't remember sing the it. name of the song. Oh, you should sing it. I can't remember. It's singing it counts if you don't Fight know. Fight for your right. That. Ooh, yeah. There we go. That's yeah. the one. Fight for your right Fight to party. Right. There we go. You know, I'm going to Rick roll. Oh, <laughs> yes. You know, I think, I think you just Damn laid that. You're like, oh. I feel like you've been listening to the podcast and know <laughs> that's a Watson favorite that, on oh, mixtape. Yeah, which, man. I Yeah, because you're going to get his vote now. I'll give you my vote. Blake, you're the winner. All right. Woo! Congratulations. Another one. We need a, like a trophy. 
right? That's the money gun. Here. Yeah. You nope, get the money yep, gun. Yep, you get to fire the money gun. There no. you go. Fire that thing. Oh. What? That oh, man. That that's fun. a lot of money, dude. I've never done that before. That's a, that lot, of, that's a lot of dollar bills. Watson, yes. where'd you get all these ones, buddy? You know. I, 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 Beep. Oh, yeah. we censored the very first yeah, yeah. ever statement. Anyway. Um Man, that happened at the right time. Hopefully, hopefully our show producer Breland uh, got that some of it. Now, is ha, have we made this an IoT device yet? Like, um, can it <laughs> no. tell us Dude, how much could, money is in the money gun? I'm positive that we how could probably we could probably build a little servo that if pulled it's the running trigger. low on cash. You guys are like really, really yeah, it's, no doubt. We're, all, we're both this. raising money. We're both raising money. I know. Money. So I know. Like we were talking C1 about that just, earlier. So okay. the question is, is A, why is there still money in the money guy? <laughs> oh. Oh. There, there you go. go. Oh, there was, yeah. oh, oh you found the double. Two, the $2 bill. The $2 bill, bill baby. Double. Is it the daily double Woo-hoo. here? Okay. Congratulations, Blake. That's like a new thing now. If you go. win mixtape, you, <laughs> you get to fire the money gun. Um, for those of you man. listening, I want to let you all know we do fastidiously prepare for every episode, as you can see. Um, <laughs> no, that's part of it. Well, congratulations on your win, Blake. That's big. Um, no, yeah, that's, that's big. One, it, yeah. it really was. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great way to start the day. As a win, build on them. A mixtape win, yeah. and let's talk about wins. So, um, what you know, since you've been here, what's one of the bigger wins that you could talk about with Homebase? Can we celebrate something? Anything? You know, I, I think the biggest thing that we're celebrating right now is just growing team and mm-hmm. growing customer base, you okay. know, um, and for us that both are hard, um, both are, are new challenges every day, um, but we're, we're innovating on both sides of it. Yeah. So um, for us, that's kind of been the win for us and, and, and learning how to scale, I think is, is part of the biggest thing um, that we're celebrating at least right now. Okay. Yeah. Learning how to scale has its own complications, right? I mean, we had that issue at full scale. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like you go from having ten employees to fifty to a hundred, and now we have like a hundred and seventy or eighty or something like that. Well, you got to like, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. And at different from, stages, it's like how do we scale we're, this? We're going to have one hundred and eighty-four by the end of the day. I have to hire some more people. Yeah, and so, it's just I mean, changing everything, every way that you work, right? Like you as mm-hmm. a founder, you as a CEO, or or whatever. Like every six months, you your entire job description changes, right? Well, and certain employees don't make it along the way. Like, you know, you might have a salesperson who's really good at, you know, the orders are pretty easy to take, Mm -hmm. you know, and whatever. And then all of a sudden as the company grows, you're like, oh, we have more enterprise accounts now. Mm -hmm. And that guy can't close the enterprise accounts. No. He can't do it. And so now you're like, uh, what do we do with you? Like, you've been here for three years. Uh, We were dumb and made you chief sales officer because (laughs) you were our first salesperson. Titles are not free, people. Right. And no, now you can't sell anything to our clients. That's like true. these are the problems you run into. You do, and and you you have loyalty to people because they help get you there. Um, yeah. But you've got to tough. figure out how to get there. And I'm pointing up, but like there's always a next plateau. There's always a next thing. And I think the other thing that has been a, a big learning experience for me is once you get people on board, it's it's hard to. Uh, remember and easy to forget that you have to constantly reiterate what the goal, what the roadmap, what the what the vision is, because people forget a easily, but but b things change and move quickly, and so you've got to keep people rowing in the same direction. They're also got, not passionate about it like you. They just come to work, they do their job, they well, go you, home. You were both of you were sitting directly next to me at the CEO retreat here in Kansas City, mm-hmm. where they where they had a very I thought a very effective speaker talking about that. And how to instill 
uh, sense of purpose. Being customer yeah. obsessed. Yeah. And I love that. I took that, like we've took that, I took that back to full scale and that's something we start talking about. And that's gotta be important well, in your business too. Cause if you're not serving the, you have, this, you have a, your here's home base and you guys are in like a whole entire like apartment building. Yeah. And if you aren't customer and per, you know, if your purpose isn't My to serve is, the customer, like our, our then, then, then that, that's a problem. So yeah. Much. yeah. And it, but it's, <clears throat> It's, it's constantly remembering that everyone's working hard, but you can never go fast enough. You can never, uh, you can never like get where you want to be without actually just doing the work. What time is it? What time is it right now? Go time. Go time. Already. It's always go time. Like, oh my yeah. God. On that one, I'm going to take a second and I'm going to thank S Lowen 89 for the five-star review and the nice things that they had to say. Nice. Do you know that if you leave a nice review about the podcast that Where we'll talk about you? About? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. We'll talk about you. There you go. I mean, I'd love to say that I, my goal is to have to have a whole episode where we do nothing but call out the people that have left a great review Yeah. with us. We are still trying for the 175th country. Oh, that's huge. I don't know which ones we still need. We have to really define our goals and let's let that be kind of a segue into this. So what are some of the goals that you have as an IOT startup founder with Homebase and like going forward? Like what's the next chapter? Like when you come back, yeah, you know, you're going to have to come back because you're going to have to defend your title. Yeah. We're going to have too. a mixtape tournament like winner take. It's going to be like Highlander. There can be only <laughs> yeah. one, but there's so many like sub goals to this, um, but I think our our main goal and kind of our north star right now is how do we automate the living experience in a building? How do we automate the management experience in the building? So if we can continue to chip away at basically a resident being able to find a building, uh, lease their own apartment on their own, move in without even having to talk to anybody, and have the thing kind of just manage itself while they're living there, um, you know that's what that's our 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 goal. That's our north star, and that's what we're building right now. So. Um, that's what we're working towards. And like I said, a lot of sub goals under there. Uh, but that, that's where we're going. So Watson, um, we'll, we will classify Stackify as IOT. What are, as someone who's been raising a startup based on that, what are some of the goals for Stackify as an IOT product? Well, the challenge we have is a lot of it's scalability of our software, our backend, our software, right? We receive so much data. Mm -hmm. It's like, how do we affordably handle all this data? Like yeah. we're getting mountains and mountains and ass loads and shit tons and bucket loads of data a day. That was very descriptive. Yeah. Uh, a metric shit ton. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what do we do with all this data? How do we, you know, build our system so it's highly redundant, highly scalable, highly performant? And then what do we do with it? How do we give our customers actionable insights? So instead of just you know, us dumping a bunch of data on our customers. Yeah. How do we, how do we slice through the signal and find the, the noise and tell our customers like, look, these are the three things that really matter. Go do these three things right now. Cause otherwise they don't know what to do with the data either. I, I agree. And that's kind of what I mean with all these like sub goals that are in there is, you know, we've got to create solutions that have real ROI that help us get to our North star of having this autonomous building, but we've got to create all the, you know, sub actions, sub solutions, sub experiences, like, mobile touring or, you know, giving access to a vendor or any of these smart access or any of these things that pull together. Um, we've got to build all those little things that people actually want and need. First, I'm going to, I'm going to take the seat from full scales angle as a company that helps IOT companies yeah. develop mm -hmm. stuff. So I think that 
you know, going forward, our goal with full scale has been to continue to find people that have a level of expertise that is hard to find. Yeah. Um, you know, and that, and that's difficult, but especially with IOT stuff, um, you know, in my opinion, IOT is one of the reasons that there is such a pronounced talent shortage because all of a sudden now there's software, there's everything. And then, and then things like drinking fountains have software in them and that's created a shortage. So I think with at full scale, um, you know, I mean, we're projecting to have over 500 employees a year from today. And with that, we have to continue to find experts and find ways to help the people we work with make it happen. And that's hard with hardware too, especially when you have a a 8,000 mile distance. Well, you guys have helped us figure out how do we like integrate multiple APIs at scale. And that's a big thing that we have to do and manage because we're connecting all these different things. And whether it's the, the actual devices when it comes to the IoT or just like other software platforms that our customers or clients are utilizing, there's a lot of things you got to connect. There's a lot of data sources that you've got to, you know, build and, and create those bridges for, you know, via software. And that's good. Um, Blake, we have a, you get a trophy, you get 1000 Supreme dollars as well for being, that's your appearance fee. Oh, and, yeah. and it's and, autographed. And it's autographed Boom and you can see, lot, and you know, here, we'll put, we'll take a picture I'll, for uh, Instagram. I'll be, I'll be redeeming this in the suite someday. Here, here you go. Yeah, it's good. If you could hold that up, you are, you are welcome to, re- that is good. 1000 Supreme dollars is good for the drink of your choice. Boom. And any of the full scale suites. Wow. <laughs> yes. We were really just evolving like this whole, we said we wanted yeah. to give prizes. So you get like the worst one ever, away. but we're trying to find some other good stuff. Well, Blake, thanks for coming in. I know your time's valuable. We appreciate you coming and up and no, updating talking us about, about, stuff, about yeah. home base. And, um, if you guys want to check out Blake's company's, uh, website, that's homebase.ai, it's homebase.ai yeah. on, on Instagram and some other stuff. There's been a lot of, uh, Google home base as well you guys have had press and you know we're, we're on there we develop a lot of content we're pushing out a lot of a uh, lot of thought leadership around kind of how we see the smart building evolving um i also have a podcast called the yep. future of living that we talk to a lot of our uh integration partners and just kind of uh thought leaders in the space right. thinking about what the future of living is going to be like and that's um, available all the same places you find us r- right yeah. right under you guys we're <laughs> we're always right behind you guys one or two levels that's uh not true probably <laughs> But no, you get some good, I, I see it when you publish, uh, you get great guests and that's important for those of you guys that don't know, Blake, you know, check him out. Blake here in Kansas city is, is, uh, one of our current and planning to be future leaders, both in technology and entrepreneurship. I and just want to build cool shit with cool people and, and let's do it. Help make Kansas city a cool place to cause, cause what time is it Watson? Go time, baby. Yeah. Go time. On that note, see you guys next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCarsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.